This is a little too early for being that loud. Hey, too late. It's O six hundred. What's the O stand for? Oh my God, it's early. Smoking. We be smoking, smoking. When I wake up every morning as I'm getting up, I hit it up. Now I'm fitted up. That's right. Monday morning. This is a new live son of a bitch. It is a new live son of a bitch, and it is us again, the Yentes Yakin, Miss Hempress Emily M. Good morning, everybody. Happy Monday. And my crazy ass. So pour a cup and roll up, folks. It is time to get into our subject du jour. But before we do, we want to remind you we are a value for value podcast. So that means whatever value you get from us yakking and giving you information return it back to us in whatever form you see fit whether it is your time by listening and possibly trolling chatting being a connoisseur at lotuseffect.chat or you could always um it's the rooster booster pour a cup and roll up let's do it you could always take Hempress Emily's advice and pour a cup and roll up. Send us some Satoshis, some Fiat Fun coupons. We want to recognize Tiny House for Life as our executive producer with a big old $10 donation coming in hot last week. So thank you for that value for value. Yes, we really appreciate it. And we are going to be bringing you today a follow-up. We are actually probably going to end up doing this in about a three-part series because the information is so vast and important that we just can't leave out even one juicy, demented detail. So last week, we told you all a little bit via the podcast that Roseanne Barr does about Kathy O'Brien and the MK Ultra and child trafficking and all the horrible things that this wonderful woman who is making such a great difference in the world has been through. And we are going to give you a little bit of, I'm, I'm going to give an introduction, which is actually out of order for the clips that I took, but I think it's most important to just give folks a reminder of who this amazing woman was, you know, is and, and the, the things that she has brought to light through her experiences. My name is Kathy O'Brien, and I'm a survivor of MKUltra mind control, specifically the CIA's Project Monarch aspect, which is a multi-generational study that they were doing and use of multi-generational incest-based children. So... You heard all of that, right? MK Ultra, child trafficking, family incest. Can it get a lot worse? I, I wouldn't be in, I wouldn't be surprised if somewhere in there they were they were doing some bestiality. It's it's just it's just disgusting. And so I'm not really sure <laughs> there there's so much to this. I, I think we need to start at the beginning. Now these clips were pulled from the documentary that she put out telling her story and exposing a great number of deep, dark secrets that the government does not want us to know about. So we're going to start. Uh, go ahead. Oh, a lot of that information in her documentary is written in her book. 
that they put out that they the the testimony that she gave to Congress that was um, discounted due to national security. Um, that's what her book was made of, which is what this documentary covers, because as multifaceted as Kathy's abuse was and as systematically it was carried out times 8.5 billion people on the planet. Exactly. This is not not unique to her. No. Right. And that's, and the, that's mostly the reality that I want us to see through all of this. Yes, it is heavy. Yes, it is hard. Yes, it is absolutely vile and disgusting. However, this is a reality that is, and I'm not bullshitting here, happening in your neighborhood, happening in your zip code, happening in your state. I assure you, this is not a NIMBY, folks. <clears throat> this is happening right, this in is your in, backyard. Yeah, it's not, it's not um, something many people make it through life without experiencing. Right? Yeah, the numbers it's, it's that not have, n- the dis- unique to the white, brown, black... Doesn't matter it's, what color you are, where you come from, you, your children have either are or have been subjected to this mind control, we assure you. And, and the more broken you are from your experience in it, the more pliable your children are. So if we ourselves have gone through adverse experiences, our children on a genetic level, on a cellular level, understand that and are willing to accept that. So let's just take a second, think of all of our little baby childs, and imagine if we do not sit through the heavy stuff, hear the hard things, how that will damage them. All of the things that we fall for, all of our vices, all of our depressive episode, whatever it is that you go through on a cellular level, your child will as well. So this is mostly to get ourselves strong so we can protect our babies. Yeah. And and knowing that this is happening to our babies, we'll get through it. Yeah. Knowing this is happening to our babies is I think step number one, because when you can identify a problem and you can accept it. that it is a problem. That's when being able to solve it or <clears throat> even uh, mitigating the circumstances of it, mm-hmm. like you are with homeschooling your child. Fucking Siri. I, Siri. I kid you not. Like, she has to Nobody be a part of the show. Be. She is absolutely such a narcissistic electronic. She's just trying to be helpful. I'm oh, sure. see? She just doesn't understand. She doesn't understand, you know, leave me alone. I've got this. I can do it on my own. Go to sleep, Siri. <laughs> That's right. Go to sleep. So, like I said, the first thing we're going to do is get into some of these projects and what they were that Kathy talks about in her documentary. Secret mind control programs began in America in September of 1946 when President Harry Truman quietly authorized Project Paperclip, a U.S. government program that allowed the Department of Defense to recruit and hire high-ranking Nazi German doctors, scientists, and spies into the United States. What? That's right. Nazis 
hired to get in here and fuck with our people. Sick. Just sick. And totally sanctioned. Truman. What a prick. Reinhard Galen was also instrumental in creating the National Security Council, from which the National Security Act of 1947 was derived. This particular piece of legislation was implemented to protect and conceal an unconscionable number of illegal government activities, including secret mind control programs. This is where it started, and this was not even the worst of the Nazi doctors that was brought in to fuck with our kids. I'll let Hempress Emily take a little bit on this because I feel like I didn't give her a chance to speak after uh, introducing Project Paperclip. <laughs> I just was going to say that this is this is Project Paperclip. This is what I've explained as the ones who didn't die, the ones who didn't run away to Argentina. We said we'll pay you. And by we, I mean our government. Exactly. And in doing that, we essentially never ended the Holocaust. Mic drop. No, we, we just we switched just, locations. We switched locations and we switched the people under which they were targeting. Because now it wasn't just right. the Jews, it was the kids. If it, it good on a small group, then how could it go on a larger group? Yeah, like, I mean, uh, they've been the trying to kill us. Uh, governments, our own governments, have been trying to kill us. You see it here for decades. And it's, if we can't control you, we will, you'll cease to exist. Whether it be you're so miserable, thinking of flying off a rooftop sounds good, or we've damaged you so much that you seek nothing but to survive in a non-miserable state, so you become addicted and end up dead in a ditch. Um, or because you're so traumatized, you're an adrenaline junkie, and your eventual line of work will be the end of you. Like, the, <laughs> the end game is to be broken, be profitable, make, make money off of you. Government makes money off of you. And then once they can't make anything off of you, or you realize, like, I, this is hard, lemon hard, um, and you're out. So if we don't know that we're being manipulated from childhood, and our parents were, and our grandparents were, and our great-grandparents, and our great-great-great-grandparents, this has been a system in place. They have known it works. And it's a, a living experiment. We're, we're the research subjects. We are. And we're actually going to talk about some of the experiments that they concealed. One of the more sadistic Nazi doctors, Dr. Joseph Mengele, was invited to extend his barbaric human research that he was permitted to practice in Nazi Germany. His experiments resumed in the United States in 1951 under Project Bluebird, which morphed into Project Artichoke and MK Naomi. These were the origins of what would become Project MKUltra in 1953. The aim of these projects was outlined in a memo dated January 1952 that asks, 
Can we get control of an individual to the point where he will do our bidding against his will and even against such fundamental laws of nature, such as self-preservation? Gee, can we do that? I don't know. Oh, yes, they can. Doodaloo, doodaloo, doodaloo. Let's go to the Wayback Machine to 2019, 2020, when everyone was sheltered in place and locked down like dogs, because, damn it, we just can't. Jones. Yeah, we can't choose. Nobody watched Osmosis Jones. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Holy shit. Thank you for that. I have seen that movie. That is fucking it's phenomenal. For free on, like, Pluto. Pluto or Tubi. Oh, I don't know. My I watch God. it every once in a while. That's just a major it's good throwback. Animation. It's hilarious. Oh, and it is. The the kid in me who watched uh, Magic School Bus loves it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's Osmosis there's nothing Jones, like everybody. seeing a Family gigantic. There's nothing like seeing a gigantic zit explode and land a fucking nasty uh, whitehead ball on the lip of. Oh yeah. It, yeah. It's money. God, I haven't thought about that movie in years. But ultimately, I mean, that was my first thought. Oh, with for the sure. Whole COVID nonsense. I'm like, yeah. None of y'all know how your body works. Not none of y'all. And the people exactly. who do know, like, why? Why are you letting these people lie? And 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 there's proof that they did over and over and over again. Well, the proof that they lied is the fact that it's not just a regular degular virus. It's manipulated, man-made. It was researched. There's patents on it. It was literally and created by virologists because, oh, in case we ever have a big scary if? bug, we're going to have to be able to know what to do. So we're going to create something. That way we can so, create the cure. I'm sorry. Wait a minute. Does does this sound a lot like um, some real Munchausen bullshit or like some shit we see with these killer nurses where they're like, I'm the going to inject you with this because it's going to cause you to have a cardiac and then I'm going to be on scene and be the fucking hero. Yay. We've it's seen so many of these do not mass murderers do this. These nurses. The, the people who do not believe in gods, in a higher power, in something bigger than themselves will have these audacious moments where they think, what would happen? I could be great. I could save the day. I am the one. No, oh, yeah. bitch. It ain't you. No, that's 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 it's narcissism playbook 101 right there. Right. So. And we all know that all of these really demented assholes like Mangala, like Hitler, you know, uh Himmler either didn't believe in anything or actively believed in they Lucifer they who got kicked God. out of heaven for acting haughty. They, they didn't believe in God because they thought they were God. They were playing exactly. God. Exactly. And, you know, trying to usher in this, this next uh, part of the whole thing. The data harvested from these experiments generated more experiments with the ultimate goal of controlling the entire planet by creating the new world order. Even back in 1950 mumble. The New World Order, the big, scary New World Order. It keeps changing. It keeps morphing. Hello, Klaus. You'll own nothing and be happy. You first, motherfucker. I'm just saying. Like, I, 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 can't, I can't be calm when I hear these people, even way back in the 50s, I understand technology 
and information was not as vast as it is today. It wasn't a mouse click away. You had to actually interact with other people, but those other people who were also being mentally manipulated and willingly giving their children over to this because they didn't know. I mean, I'm pretty sure last week we talked about the Walt Disney connection. Yes. Well, I mean, and- that's one of the most largest child trafficking MK Ultra going ons and you're willingly spending thousands upon thousands to give to that fucking rat because oh my children love Mickey and Minnie yeah Mickey and Minnie are trying to steal the souls of your children people and you're paying thousands of dollars to let them do it for the indoctrination because it's a small world after all we're taking your brains away At this point, it's what Kathy calls it, the autogenic response. Yeah, it's so ingrained. For me, example, I never went to Disney. However, I had every Disney VHS growing up, and they were kept in alphabetical order. But my mother was a Disney kid. She went to Disney as a small child. My grandmother, first-generation Disney. Fuck you mean? So my kid's supposed to come out thinking that Dumbo and Mickey are next to Jesus in the hierarchy. So I can't be mad at y'all for falling for it. I'm just telling y'all, y'all are falling for it. And if you want to continue to do that, then why don't you go pull up some Sheriff Grady Judd videos on the YouTubes and find out how many Disney employees he's arrested this year, 2023. Bingo. Hundreds. They almost ain't got no staff left. Oh, yeah. When when they talked about how children are being trafficked underneath Disneyland and the subliminal messaging that's going on there, uh, it makes me glad that not only have I never been to Disney, but I never took the money to bring my children there and feed the problem because ultimately you have to cut the head off the snake and with the fact that disney is one of the most uh just he was part of it like walt disney literally was balls deep in this back when he was getting his park up off the ground and doing all the things that he was trying to do. You think he did that on his own? Uh Uh-uh. There were some really bad characters, no pun intended, that had a hand in helping him be successful. A little quid pro quo. Oh, you want to make a place where all the little victims that we really need come to us? We don't have to steal them? We don't have to scout them? Where do we sign up for that? And then our own government by our own government's words, they knew they were fucking up, and they were like, don't, we're sorry. Thousands of government-sponsored experiments did take place at hospitals, universities, and military bases around our nation. In too many cases, informed consent was withheld. Americans were kept in the dark about the effects of what was being done to them. The deception extended beyond the test subjects themselves to encompass their families and the American people as a whole. For these experiments were kept secret, and they were shrouded not for a compelling reason of national security, but for the simple fear of embarrassment. And that was wrong. Under our watch, 
we will no longer hide the truth from our citizens. We will act as if all that we do will see the light of day. <clears throat> Bullshit. Really? Well, Much like you didn't inhale, right, Georgie? I just find this a wonderful opportunity to say my favorite quote of the last four years. Truth is the shadow of fact. And the sun is motherfucking rising. That's you right. You cannot sit here when women like Kathy and everybody else of her class, meaning her age group, when all those other people have come out, said what they have had to say, and then everybody younger than them still has pretty much the same storyline. The shit has been happening for 70 years nonstop to everybody indiscriminately and the only end goal is to have broken people seeking daddy government to save them and care for them end up because yeah. you don't have a daddy he divorced your mama or he was put in prison or he died or bah, bah, bah. ain't nobody got daddies all you have is daddy government you're welcome and you know, I, I think abusive. it's really, I think it's really interesting because, as Nam points out, yeah, that was Bill Clinton, okay, <clears throat> and of course we know who was really running the show during his presidency. And uh, can I can I say uh, Epstein? Anyone? Let, let's just say Epstein did not kill himself. And uh, who do we think had a hand in it? Oh, oh, could it be none other than Mrs. Billery? I personally think that um, Miss Ghislaine was told. Oh, undoubtedly. Oh, yeah. We've had this talk behind the mic. I also think that um, a lot of people probably handed some envelopes to the guards. (laughs) And take a coffee break. It it was probably Ghislaine. Probably some compassionate needle jab situation will set you up, look like you hung yourself. But that's only because those people, that vile, manipulative, meet my own needs people, they don't think they're bad people. So they're going to be compassionate towards each other and also want to be protective of the quote unquote clan. Right, like I can't have I can't go out and have all my predators get taken out too, because then there's no there's nobody bad guy on the planet. <laughs> oh, absolutely, and you know, Tiny House points out that you know Ghislaine was born into the cult too. It's true. So and that's mostly where my crackpot theory comes from: is the fact that she is a what at least second generation in the fold. Um, if not third or fourth generation. So even without any sort of training or manipulation, she would have already been an operative based on a genetic level. And then to go further, she's daddy's little helper and then Jeffrey's right hand. Oh, yeah. And and everybody knows nobody wanted to be Jeffrey's right hand, even though he jerked off with the left. (laughs) So uh, (laughs) rolling right along into... uh... One of the most nefarious of them all, Project Monarch. 
Projects such as Operation Spellbinder, which was designed to create sleeper assassins and Manchurian candidates who would be activated when hearing a key word or a phrase. Operation Often, which attempted to harness the power of occult forces, ran concurrently to hide the reality of another insidious program. Project Monarch. Yeah, so... Uh... All these wonderful little projects that they have all these cutesy-wootsy little names for. And at the end of the day, it's all just real nefarious shit that they are doing to usher in this new world order. So I'm going to let Empress Emily talk a little bit about that as well. So I just want people to understand on a uh, like a surface level um, what do they call it the implied consent right if we don't fight back then we're agreeing well Um, and Billy Boy talked about that in the clip that I played where they basically said okay we did it we're sorry and that was in 95 that was in 95 so they're apologizing in 1995 for shit that they had been doing since 1946. So that should have been our first clue. Anybody alive today, that was the first time they fucked us. That was the first time they said, we will keep something from you as long as we can until enough people think they know something that we have to get out in front of it and tell y'all part of maybe enough of the truth so that we get off our balls and don't overthrow us. I would not fuck you again. That comes from a Robin Williams skit where he's talking about uh, like Bernie Madoff and those clowns. You know, I, I just need five billion dollars. I-, I would not fuck you again. That That's what that reminds me of. Is the government continually bending us over going, Shh, it's okay. It's just a dream. The a little bit. So for me personally, Project Monarch bugs me because you're co-opting a bug, right? Like that's a little fucked up. What did the monarch butterfly ever do to you? But then when you sit back and you think about it, they go like 3,000 miles. It is a generational journey to make it. I don't I don't know if we have any monarch nerds in the chat right now at 7:30 in the morning. We probably don't. But fun fun thing to do go uh usda.gov look up some information about monarchs and then get mad. Get mad that that's the name that they gave this program. Shame on them. Anyways, the new world order in my opinion has been around since before i would say it was something to do with our uh financial reserve some somewhere in the early 1900s the people at the table said what if we didn't just run america what if we ran the whole world how would that go and they've been gaming it out since and because these people they realize that our track has hurdles that are twice as high 
and there's doubled up on them. They have built the parallel track with no hurdles and their people have been on those parallel tracks for as long as they built them. So if we are running on a 1900, 1910 starting point, bro, we're a hundred years behind. All we can do right now is scream about the parallel track and be like, y'all fucking know they got one of them over there with nothing on it, that they've been running their own race this whole time, keeping us controlled and fenced in and not living our best lives. Y'all know they're doing that over there. And that to me, that's what the NWO is. It's the people who are above the quote unquote upper crust, the, the, the nameless faceless people who run all the, all the companies who have done that for generations. And it's their vision that's being brought to fruition by means of all of these inner working parts. And it doesn't help when our government decides that when, uh, you know, somebody's doing exceptionally heinous shit, we should have them on our side. That doesn't ever work out well for us. No, we can't but, continue to do the lesser of two evils. There no, needs but they're to not be looking at evils. it. No, but I mean, come on, the the government not doing something nefarious or evil. Who are you? Like seriously, <laughs> that wouldn't be the government if they weren't up to some shady shit. 24 7 they're just starting to actually allow us to take a peek behind the curtain currently and whether they wanted to or not i mean i'm <clears throat> i'm blown away at just the naivete that the american public has exhibited in our lifetime in you know generations but is it naivete or is it generational programming and manipulation to the point where if this is how it was for my mama and my grandmama and my great grandma it who am i to complain well actually uh the the next clip that we have kind of goes into that after three generations behavior becomes autogenic and that was part of the hitler himmler research that was brought over and Project Paperclip by the Nazi and fascist scientists who are combining that information with the CIA back when I was born. Yep, so there you have it, okay? Bringing it right back to Project Paperclip and the fact that three generations, that's all it takes for the complete and full indoctrination to take hold. Because in three generations... They have forgotten that which they had before outside of the indoctrination in the MK Ultra and the abuse. And when I say abuse, that is really the easy route that they're taking here. My family had been sexually abused. My father was sexually abused. My mother was sexually abused. They'd both been ritually abused. Their parents had been. And of course, I was being sexually abused. So this is literally generation after generation propagating this incest and this breakdown of mental, just mental cognition. They, they, they mentally break you from just an extremely early age. My father had been sexually abusing me as far back as I can remember. 
He, he bragged about sexually abusing me in infancy. And even though I couldn't determine that what he was doing was wrong, my brain still responded to his sexual abuse on its own. Our brains autogenically respond to trauma the same way. And my brain was trying to protect me from the sexual abuse that I was enduring. And it was so suffocating to me as, as an infant that it caused what is known as dissociative identity disorder, or formerly known as multiple personality disorder. Yeah, I, I knew a woman who had DID, and I loved her take on it was so beautiful. It's, it's very sad that the trauma that she went through ultimately is what was responsible for the DID. But I love the way she put it because she had probably easily 20 different personalities living inside of her. And she said, you know, living with DID, you never know who's working the door. She's like, so be patient with me because we may have met, but it doesn't mean that I was working the door. And I thought that was one of the most beautiful ways I had ever heard it put because she really helped put it in perspective. Like, look. It's not that you are so broken that you're a bad person. You've been through some shit, ultimately. And it's resulted in you, your brain fragmenting. And, you know, Tiny yeah. House is talking about Sybil. Sybil, yeah, I, I saw Sybil at a young age. And that I didn't understand it to the <clears throat> level that I do today. But when you go through something so horrific that your brain literally forces fragmentation and compartmentalization that is just extremely scary to think how they manipulated that particular aspect well let's pause and look today uh-huh and acknowledge the fact that i don't know us millennials somehow managed to deal with our compartmentalization by an emo phase and never growing out of band t-shirts. So we, I can speak on my own experience. At one point in my life, I probably had about five people hanging out up in my brain. I probably had about five different versions of me that I had to use to survive. Yeah. But what but again, has gone wrong. Trauma. The trauma right, you but suffered. what has gone wrong is that instead of, uh, let's write, autogenic these children of gen z the pronouns the fucking schizo posting on the TikToks, switching between alters fucking retard shit yeah good for you kids your brains are compartmentalized you got a bunch of homies hanging out in your brain go fucking sit with them integrate them learn why they exist and dismiss them from service we do not embrace our mental disorders oh, they and make do. everybody else in society play along. But they we don't do. do that. That's that's how and if they're we do coping. do that. That's how they're if coping. If we do do that, everyone who is legitimately schizophrenic, <laughs> the crazier the world gets, the more their intrusive thoughts seem legitimate. And that's how we have people snapping and doing the crazy shit that they do. So... We cannot play along. We can just encourage them 
to go fix their compartmentalization, go through your mental storage unit, sort some shit out, get keep what you need, get rid of what doesn't bring you joy. However you sort through your own shit, do that with your mental inventory. Because, number one, it's not good for you. I love M. Night Shyamalan movies. And when he came out with Split, I, that was healing for me. Because that allowed me to see, yeah, if you get broken, you're going to have to put yourself back together the only way you know how. So the people who do suffer from this, it is a legitimate thing. Their brain literally is fragmented and compartmentalized. And the, the damage that is done takes a long time to undo. We cannot begin to heal it if we ignore it. And that if was we, if yeah. we placate it, if we play into it. That was just what I was about to say, is you don't heal if you ignore it. It's like being like, oh, I have a giant splinter in my hand. Boy, that really hurts. Boy, that's going to cause an infection. Up oh, over here, I'm busy doing this. And then It'd when your okay. fucking hand turns green, because... And you got to chop off a finger. Yeah, exactly. But, and that's metaphorically and further, what they're doing. And further down the look at today line, when we see these children in distress compartmentalized just trying to survive um why would we give them hormones why would we chop off pieces of their bodies why wouldn't we just say you know what kid let's just give you a vacation let's send you two weeks for a grippy sock vacation put you around some trained professionals get you talking about some stuff and we'll see how you feel we'll see how you feel Okay, I want to point something out, though. All right, Tiny House is killing it this morning in the chat. She said, my dad, Boomer, had DID, raised and abused by World War II. Gen X is the third generation. So many of us broke it through. I think it's mm -hmm. the weed, which ties into something that Kathy had actually said. We're going to talk we about last the great benefits of THC fighting mind control, right? Well, that's why... It's been demonized because it's not conducive to mind control. You can't maintain a population under mind control. It has mind-expanding prop properties that actually physically open neuron pathways. Here, and they're here. needing to shut down neuron pathways to keep us subdued rather than open them. But we need to be opening our neuron pathways. Hell so yeah. the, the information on the medicinal benefits of cannabis were suppressed under national security Too, and then yeah. demonized through their media voice, you know, that, that it, it's, it's something so awful. Well, they couldn't maintain the military um, under mind control if they smoked. So it's, it was considered um, the most horrible drug. It was the only one that was like strictly forbidden under MK Ultra mind control. But they liked uh, cocaine. Yeah, they, they? all that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, everything else is just is go. But no, you can't. No, um, no cannabis because it promotes free thought, and you cannot maintain someone under compartmentalized memory. You can't maintain somebody under um, any level of mind manipulation with medical cannabis and that's exactly it that is why they do not want federal legalization of marijuana because you can not i'll say it again for those in the back you cannot control and manipulate these minds and compartmentalize them when they are on the good herb it's like a teflon 
defense system. Anything you put in there, going to slide off like an egg in a pan full of butter. That goes back to this is um, generational knowledge that has been kept from us. These are things that we are capable of. Your body has an endocannabinoid system that regulates homeostasis. If your endocannabinoid system is dysregulated, that's where all of our medical bullshit comes from. And because our connoisseurs overlap uh, audiences, Lotus Effect, episode 65, Yo Donut, I went on a whole ass rant on how they took hemp out of the food chain. And that's why we have acres and acres and acres of soy and corn. They took it out of the food chain because even if we weren't smoking it and consuming it, if our food was consuming it, then we would get the benefits of it. Everybody loves grass-fed cow. How about some fucking hemp-fed cow? How much better off would you be? Oh, my God. Uh, That was the episode where we talked about how they were feeding hemp to uh, um, the cows, wasn't it? That was, yeah. That's what people used to... It was a... It's a utilitarian crop. Like, you grow oh, the yeah. crop, you can feed it to your livestock, you can make cordage with it, you can make uh, textiles with it. We could have entire fucking clothing lines made out of hemp and entire oh, yeah. fucking hemp is an amazing... cattle farms on the same crop. Yeah, hemp is, ama- is an amazing material that has so many versatile uses. And again, that they, they don't want that because that's going to cut into the nut of... Your other production, yeah, exactly. Why do you think our Why do you think our food chain is set up the way that it is with the whole food pyramid? It's the fucking handshakes that the government has with the grain producers and the uh, sugar producers. If the original plan is to treat us like a form of livestock, bread for docility wouldn't you want to dumb them down and make them carb heavy and get them all fat and wally like so that way they can't run around and do anything and see the great world that they're trying to conquer much easier to control if you are mentally bogged down if you are weak sick you know whatever and the western diet completely changed for the worse after world war ii because it fell upon America to feed the world because the rest of it got bombed. Everything was in shambles. We were the only thing left standing. We were the only thing left that could produce and China wasn't anywhere near us as far as like production goes, nor were we paying attention to them like that. So it fell upon us to support the world via food. And what did we do? We shitted on it. Like we, we do everything. Shit the bed and have poisoned everybody's brains and bodies alongside this system of oppression and manipulation and abuse and torture and everything else that happens to the average American from the time they're born. If you're fed garbage on top of that, wouldn't your body revolt and give you cancer? Wouldn't your body revolt and give you fucking dementia? Don't, don't you think? At oh, some absolutely. point, your brain is going to be like, I ain't doing this no more. You got to change something. <laughs> Okay, well, I'm, I'm going to make a circle back to the German Nazi uh, reference. 
if you think about the way that the Jews were treated, I mean, before the gas chamber, obviously, with mm. the the lack of food, the breaking you mentally, the conditions they mm -hmm. were kept in, you know, they, they had them stacked like cattle. You all but beg to not exist. Yeah, you basic. So okay, that way when and, you go in, you're willing. And and the thing now is now we have too, an entire generation born, all but fine dying. Yeah, and I mean, as much we as have I have more tried, depression rates in our under ten years old than we ever have in history. It is better for under ten year old people today, 11, 20, 20, 23, than it ever has been. And there are more depressed babies on this planet. Why? Because Be their brains come out depressed and broken. And then we further depress and break them by sending them to public school and putting them in front of TVs and feeding them fucking McNuggies. Well, when you have a character like the baby that absolutely loves chicken nuggies and chalky milk. I don't give a fuck. I know. I don't give you a figgity fuck either. Shit. And don't feed your kids that. that. kid starts to demand it and act like you do when you ain't got a cigarette or a Red Bull, you cut it the fuck out. No, we ain't about to be raising the junkies. Oh, that but was the past given to us millennials is y'all can eat the sweets. It's okay. Have some ice cream when you're sad. And now we got fucking 500 pound heifers out here. Ma'am? Yeah, when no. you've got 100 pound five-year-old, you have a problem. I'm tired of your suicide via ding-dong. Jump. Get but, it over with. Okay, so, so side digression on this because I went to Costco yesterday and I'm sorry it is so evil for me to say this, but I'm going to fuck you. It's my show. Um, you can see these people. Like, you can tell who's with who. It's it's yeah. anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have <clears throat> Big Papa, Big Mama, and Big Youngin. Like, you could roll these fat fuckers down oh, the aisles. Who, Eddie Murphy? What was that movie? Oh, I know Huck which one you're talking about. Yeah, Huck 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 motherfucker, what was that movie? I know exactly what you're talking the clumps? about. Is that it? The Clumps? Was know. it? Maybe. I don't know. Oh, my but God. I, but but I know exactly. Know. Yes, that's exactly it. It's like it, the Russian nesting dolls. If you took this family and, like, split them in half and opened them up like a Russian nesting doll, they literally are progressively, daddy's a big old motherfucker, mama's a big old sow, and kiddo and looks like honey fucking boo-boo. Aside from their physical appearance. I think it was the Nutty I Professor, actually. The hook a lease, hook a lease. That was Nutty Professor. But yeah, that got a whole spinoff. It got a whole family movie. I don't know. Anyways. Um, but as a former fat person, as somebody who used to fucking do everything to cope to not yeet myself from a roof, whatever that meant that day, I was doing it. Didn't give a diggity damn. I was broken. When I look at people and I see the big old bodysuit you got on yourself, that is a suit of armor that you ain't got to wear, babe. You ain't got to do that. I've what you always... need to do, sit down, write out all the mean things the little kid said to you in kindergarten. Write out the way your Uncle Jimmy was rude to you and shoved you down the stairs. Write it all down. Read it. And the shit starts falling off. Literally, it starts melting away. Slowly but surely, you get through it and you come out who you were supposed to be. You take off the armor. 
and it's not a healthy armor because that shit's gonna kill you. There's a it reason. It puts pressure on your organs. It puts pressure on your bones. It makes living painful. There's a reason you ain't we talk do about nothing in your pain. <clears throat> when when we talk about eating clean, living clean, we also talk about the fact of sometimes it's not only what you're eating, but what's eating you, and right. that. Is or, well, why you're eating exactly? If you're not because eating if you're to a stress eater, if you're a cope eater, your body, yeah. And if you're a stress eater or a cope eater, okay, you're not reaching for some celery and fucking uh, cream cheese. You're going for the Twinkies, the Dong Dongs. Yeah, you're definitely right. going for the sugar bump. And that is by design because that's the cope that your parents were presented in lieu of drinking or smoking. Oh my like God! Yeah, look how far back it. those damn Twinkies and Ho Hos and shit go. Like when they were created, what they are—they're—they're they're just Boomer. they're the, disgusting. The boomers—they were the first ones who got the frozen TV dinners. They're the ones who got lied to about Betty Crocker. She ain't even a real person, y'all. Fucking marketing men, bullshit. Ain't never buying Betty Crocker it's, again. You know, it's it's funny when you look into the origins of Betty Crocker. And how back in the 1950-something... Just old men, at a table trying to figure yeah. out how to make money. Yeah. But, oh, my <laughs> God. You know, you, you get June Cleaver. I baked a cake, and it came out of a box. Like, holy actual fuck. Do you know how... Okay. So, little side That's digression. That's goes. Yeah. Little side digression. And, and Phoenix is going to have a mini rant because I love doing things from scratch i am the bitch who's gonna make my own sauerkraut i'm gonna make my own cake which means i'm not gonna open up a fucking betty cocker box and cut that bag open and dump that concoction in a bowl we're putting fucking flour eggs sugar milk we're doing it from scratch bitch because that's how you do it is it hot fresh garbage bet your ass but you know what if you don't have enough time to properly make a cake or brownies for your family and your half-ass attempt is opening up a Betty Crocker box, get the fuck up out the kitchen. I, I was so, like, I was so offended when I was watching Paula Dean one time and this bitch opened up some fucking yellow cake mix and dumped the shit in for what she was baking. I'm like, that's what it what? you about Paula Dean? Do what? Just kidding. Oh, ah! <laughs> um, no. Oh, I, snag. Listen, listen, love Paula Deen. Um, as we talk about people and their generational conditioning and how people get to be how they are, let's look at Miss Paula Deen with the big old lands. Hmm. Tracks. It tracks. It makes sense. We should be thankful. She ain't worse, right? That's that's the silver lining on that. You're welcome. That's ultimately we just want to look at number one our lives because we don't need to be nosy bitches unless our shit's in order. Look at our lives with the biggest lens possible, the Russian doll, nesting doll version. Pick them all apart. Look at your parents as whole adults, peers, maybe for this thought exercise. Pick them apart, not in a hateful way, but in an observatory way. Your grandparents, what you know, what you can find out, you know, that's how you'll figure out what's wrong with you and how to fix it. And if you if you turn out to be like 70% better than all of them, 
good for you. I'm so proud of you. That's wonderful. We want to be better than them. Not in a rub their face in it way, but so our babies don't have to struggle way. So they but, can look But back as and a see, parent, we have to recognize our own brokenness and be and and I'm speaking from a place of experience especially with my current situation with having my oldest and his wife now staying with us. It is opening up a conversation and kind of forcing us to go through, look, I know I fucked up and here's what I'm owning in my fucking up and here's how mm-hmm. we're going to heal from this fucking up because I'm broke, you're broke, we're, we're a bunch of broke fuckers, let's be broke together and, to like and help anymore. each other heal. Mm-hmm. I'll take the thorn out of your paw, you take the knife out of my back. Yeah. And so we're we're going to circle back around to what we were talking about with the compartmentalization mentally when you are being just MK Ultra to the fucking death point. They knew that that kind of compartmentalized brain response would be an ideal place to hide government secrets back then because I couldn't think to bring those to mind. So what she said about the compartmentalization really speaks to how just how deep this really goes. And this this next clip is is so important to really <clears throat> start to dig under that initial epidermal yeah. layer of the filth that is the government and this MK Ultra shit. My father's sexual abuse expanded into child pornography and he was sending this child pornography of me through the US mails. And it was, he was caught, the pornography was confiscated by a criminal faction of our government. Yeah, and uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure, yes, last week, I know we played the clip where she talks about the government official who basically sanctioned him getting off for having produced and distributed this CP. And again, we'll name it, we'll shame it, hope you're fucking burning in hell, the none other than ex-president Gerald Ford had his hands Unelected. Unelected, that's right. Unelected. That's right, because Tricky Dick fucked up and Ford was VP, so right in. I mean, slicker than owl snot. He took that seat. It's kind of funny that in all of this, Tricky Dick, he he wasn't at any islands or meetings. All he did was whatever he did, which was against the quote-unquote clan pack of predators i'm just saying oh yeah i haven't dug into the i'm not a crook i just know the futurama jokes and like i surface level i kind of get it but eyeballs of 2023 and ears of 2023 it sounds an awful lot like if you ain't in the predator pack you better get the figgy fuck up out my swamp oh yeah if if you're not a predator, you're prey. You better that go and get all. That is all there is go to it. That's it, one hundred percent. So this next clip um, that 
it really explains the Project Monarch a little better so that we can dig a little deeper on it. Because we're really starting to get into some some uh, some deep muscle tissue, if you will, on this subject. The local politician approached my father and told him that he would receive immunity from prosecution if he would sell me into the CIA's MKUltra Project Monarch. Project Monarch utilized a combination of psychology, cognitive neuroscience, trauma, and occult rituals to create within the victims one or more altered personas that could be then triggered and programmed by the handlers. So I personally, in my own healing journey, sought out cognitive behavioral therapy. There's no, that's... Let's say those words together like a grown-up. Cognitive behavioral therapy. And I have been certified in the practice, right? So that's something that I do on my own all the time because, number one, it helps combat this programming. Um, the way that the brain has to compartmentalize to survive when a child is in a traumatic environment, whether that be alcoholic parents, emotionally abusive, yelling and fight and scream at each other parents, fucking living in the ghetto, having a teacher that allows kids to bully you, whatever it is, any sort of immense, overwhelming trauma causes children to compartmentalize. And the only way to uncompartmentalize is to sit and write it all out and f basically do a timeline. Because when you are compartmentalized, the other thing that doesn't happen is you do not have, uh, you're not capable of having the linear thoughts and com compiling information. So our forgetful kids, the daydreamy kids, there was probably just a trauma response. Yeah, we right. recent last week we talked about keeping a journal or writing it down. Keep a little book with you. And when when the shit starts coming out, write it down because you may not remember it like, "Oh, I'll write this down when I get home." And then thousand things happen between the time you have that thought and the time you get home and boo, it's gone. So, keep a little notebook. Keep a journal. Write down your thoughts because this conditioning cannot survive when you exhibit free will. It's like the smoking of the good herb. When you can't lock that door behind which you're trying to stuff all of the bullshit, yeah, you're not going to be able to mind control someone it. who has the self-awareness to write their thoughts down, journal them, keep them safe and close to you so that you can heal. And not only is that to combat the programming, it's beneficial for yourself. The things I realized about myself when I actually started journaling, mind-boggling. It, it was embarrassing, some of the things that I figured out about myself when I started actually, the way I did it is I just treated myself like a psych patient. I took notes every day. What'd we eat? What'd we drink? How was our mood? Who'd we interact with? Any weirdness? Write it down. And after six weeks, we look through the notebook, read about it, figure it out. And the cannabis aspect of this 
the way that it promotes neurogenesis, number one, would be a reason that people fucking with your brain wouldn't want you to have it, right? Like, we don't want people growing new neurons and certainly not healthy neurons that want them to get up and drink a glass of water and look at the sunshine before they stare at their phone. We can't have that. The control mechanism cannot have that. <clears throat> Cannabis promotes neurogenesis, which is growing new neurons. The other thing it does is it, it will imagine your brain is a manual transmission and you're jiggling in neutral and you consume some cannabis, the cannabis forces your brain into first gear. You are present. You are here. This is the moment that you are living in. You do not, you, do, you don't get to dwell because your brain's worried about new things. It's firing new neurons. It's growing new neural network. It doesn't have time to sit here and ponder the past and, and, and reinforce any cognitive dissonance that you may have. Another thing that is kind of funny and relatable about the government hate for cannabis is when we look at the, what, the 60s and 70s when the, the big free love thing was going on. and Oh, God, they smoked more know. pot than Cheech Chong and Willie Nelson fucking combined over their lifetime. Yeah, and that's, like, that's kind of, they saw it for what it was. Yeah, but the government wanted them. Okay, back in that day, the government was absolutely touting hard the fact that, ooh, you know, know, marijuana leads to other drugs and it's a gateway drug and it's, ooh, big scary weed. Right. You had those, those people were the ones who grew up on reefer madness, right? Like they were the first ones that that stupid movie was shown to, to scare them out of it. Exactly. Um, the propaganda begins. But when we, when we look at that generation of people and those who did consume, they turned out to be our fucking tech people. They turned out to be our automotive people. They turned out to be our banker people. Like they broke through the programming enough to climb the corporate ladders to make the difference, to not have it all be a shit pile. Well, that's what we're trying to do now. I think that's a lot of what, um, like the movement that Lauren and Spencer, you know, Lauren and Spencer, bowl after bowl, shout out to them, uh, shows like, you know, the Lotus effect with, you know, myself and phone boy, where we have the higher consciousness segment where we talk about things and the benefits for the good herb and and the way it can replace a lot of the big pharma and, you know, loosen the grip just a little bit that they have on the entire nation. So, I mean, with what we're talking about here, it does not surprise me how hard they were pumping that propaganda back in the fifties and sixties because it was jeopardizing their ability to, that was the last big integration push that they had. They post paperclip. We are now supplying the world's food. We are now supplying the world's arms. We are now creeping into full on superpower status. 
We ain't got time for these people to be deviating, thinking they got their own thoughts, doing a revolution. We ain't got time for that. Much like so school nowadays, down. break their spirits so that they can't be free thinkers. We want cookie cutters because if we're all the same, we're easier to control. Individuality, bad. Exactly. The <laughs> My train just derailed. Uh, shout out Don't you hate when that happens? Yeah, the last big push was in the 50s. Uh, that's when it kind of was like make or break. We either fully commit to being dastardly, devious sons of bitches, or we loosen the reins and let them do what they do. And my grandparents, neither side of them. Had the balls to stand up and say, as for me and mine, no. Exactly. So my parents dealt with it, I dealt with it, and their great-grandchildren have dealt with it. And as for me and mine, and my millennials, oh, not us. Not us and ours. No, thank you. Daddy government, we're that good. Is, yeah, that is we, one thing I have Jesus. to say. No, thank you. No, That's thank one you. thing that I have to say about the millennials is the majority of y'all do actually get it to some degree you've had your red pill only because we've been so fucking broken down and how how can the world be such a shitty terrible place by the time i'm 18 years old me specifically right like me how could it be this bad and i'm not the only one who had a shitty life but you There's know a what? Bunch of us I don't us because a bunch of us were raised by broken people. Yeah, but I don't. I, again, what we were talking about <clears throat> with the whole generational thing is that we had we Gen X kind of. Oh fuck you! I am Gen X. Eat shit. We were not but, bullying. But, hey, we parented you little ungrateful shits. I'm just saying. Thankfully, we had older cousins who fucking nookied us and called us. We were little bitches. Yeah, we it made you tough. It made it you did, not yeah. snowflakes. There's too many snowflakes, and it ain't even winter yet. And that's a problem. But I do think can... that there's a good bit of you fine millennials out there who have been red-pilled, who have woke up, who have been toughened and are seeing, like you said, no thanks, daddy government. I've got a daddy, and I'm happy with him. Might yeah, be a sky daddy, but I still got a daddy. And it's not even like, I think it's, I think that's an autogenic response of what, what's a daddy going to do? Oh, daddy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, well, the funny part is we have, um, how many of you millennials grew no up without fathers. daddies? Right. You have three generations of no fathers. Nobody understanding what it means when your daddy says no. Right. Nobody understands the fear of when your daddy gets home. <laughs> well, oh, no. no, no, and he God went out forbid. for cigarettes twenty years ago. Fuck, you mean when he gets home? Yeah, I don't care. You know that. You know that. That's, that's so, always gotten me the whole went out for cigarettes thing, um, because it's it's not even a metaphor. It's literally these fucking assholes are like, I gotta go grab a pack of cigarettes. I'll be back in three days. Later, like he still ain't back. Well, now we just go to Kensington and find him doubled over, but. Back in the day, they used to just disappear. Well, yeah, that is true. And so with what we were talking about with the the mental breaking and, and the compartmentalization 
um, I, I think we we can go into this next um, clip about that. As a really young child, while my brain was still forming, so much of the compartmentalization happened through experience in different people in different ways. Some of it would um, involve uh, brutality. Some of it involved suffocation. It happened on a subconscious level. The subconscious has no ability to question, reason, or consciously comprehend. And as more and more of those compartments develop, more and more conscious awareness is lost. Exactly. And we need that conscious awareness. We need to, we talk about being present in our lives. That is one of the most dangerous things for people is if you are president, president, president in your life. President. Yeah. If you're present in your life, then you can't be blindsided by the bullshit. If you're constantly having your head on a swivel, you're constantly paying attention to your surroundings around you and being present in everything you do, every thought that you have, <clears throat> you know, the, the mind is a muscle. Exercise it. Make and it work not, for you. And if you're not actively, consciously making a choice, you're running programming. I'm not saying that robot mode is bad. There are times when your girl survives on robot mode. Had it not been for robot mode, she wouldn't be here. Up to and including some days last week. So all I want is for your programming, your base robot mode, to be 100% yours. To be 100% of your own design. To understand that once you have full control of your brain and your body, and when you're actively choosing how to live your life, minute by minute, day by day, nobody not even your mama can control you and then not in an egotistical um the badass like you can see people being manipulative a mile away you can see people being unhealed towards you when they do it you can recognize you know different situations different patterns whether they be your own patterns or a media pattern or a behavioral pattern of the masses when you are present in this moment making the next choice or already having a plan <laughs> that protects you from outsiders meddling in on you just like john and adam say don't let people hijack your amygdala come in for the amygdala shrinkage to have control of your amygdala is step one step one if you do not have a control over it, and by that making the conscious choices to live your life by your own self-designed robot mode, not the one you're programmed with, you're, you're, you are just willy-nilly out here, amygdala free. Everybody can get in there and do whatever they want. Yeah, it's a giant free-for-all. can make you mad. Yeah, I, I, I honestly and, you know, so I'll, I'll actually kind of speak to that because when when my oldest called the other day when things were going completely just off the reservation for him, I had just smoked a gigantic fucking bowl. So my thoughts were not focused on immediately having to go into mama bear mode and uh, damage control mode and everything like that. So it was really difficult 
to pull myself back from the lull edge that I was enjoying and be mm-hmm. present in that very moment <clears throat> to have to make about a hundred and 33 different decisions all at once. All at once, yeah. So, and I understand, you know, people in the chat are talking about it being, you know, hyper-awareness is exhausting, but... There's a difference there, Yeah, there really is a difference. Between hyper-awareness and, I don't know, being compassionate, maybe? Or empathetic? Joe Rogan, I think, sums it up best, is whenever he sees an adult in front of him, he also sees a little kid in front of him. Right? Like, every person was once a little kid. Yeah, we we, we refer to that as your inner child. Everyone has an inner child. Whether you have a relationship with that inner child or not, you have one. Right. And I'll guarantee you, if you've been through any degree of trauma and you've not dealt with it, that inner child is probably hunkering in a corner under a blanket, shaking. Yeah. Yeah. They you need, need be, they need attention. You need to be in contact with your inner child. You need to talk to your inner child, interact with your inner child. Because a lot of us, our inner children didn't have the opportunity to be a child. So in that, they are just hiding in a corner, scared with a blanket over their head, like they're expecting the next monster to come bursting through the door at any point in time. Whatever that monster in your life is, that trauma they're just waiting for it to come bursting through the door. And then yeah. you fucking devolve. And following on what Tiny House said, the when you react in an angry way or have the urge to, think of what that person is doing and reflect on how you are seeing something in that person that makes you angry at yourself. Yeah, like the you're Joe seeing Rogan yourself looking- in that person. Right. And you don't like looking 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 back at you as the little kid that also harbors that same. Why are they so mad? And you try to figure it out whether that you're trying to figure out rather than react. Because what we don't want to do is live in a reactive state. Like there's a reason on the sports balls games, there's an offense and a defense. (laughs) You can't you can't just constantly be defense. You you don't get anywhere that way. Right. And so that's a lot of where the take... exhaust comes from is because you're yes. constantly trying to play both sides of that field. And right. one side has and to work harder than the other, obviously. And that in and of itself is a trauma response of having to be the small child in a chaotic environment judging every adult around you's mood behavior mannerisms to ensure your own safety i'm just gonna stay quiet today because so-and-so's hollering i'm just gonna not leave my room today because so-and-so's home so all of those the compartmentalized trauma responses that we have that is what exhausts us it's a it's a drain it's a literal drain on your life source. Oh, it absolutely is. I I've talked a lot about from the time I hit terra firma till 2 years ago roundabout when phone boy and I got together and he completely changed and saved my life. I spent every single day in a constant state of fight or flight. 
And that is purely exhausting. Absolutely Mm -hmm. exhausting on a mental and a physical level. And that's that's mostly where everyone in America is. That's why all I can have is compassion and want y'all to heal because y'all don't got to live like that. You ain't got to be tired every day. You ain't got to be mentally drained. You ain't got to be physically hurting every day because your physical body is unhealthy. Like you don't have to cry yourself to sleep because that's the cope that you have. You could, you could be better. It could be better. And again, this is what we talk about on the Lotus Effect at 4 p.m. on Saturdays on, you know, the central time zone. We talk about diet being so important for your mental health and what you eat affects everything you do from your mood to your level of sleep, your weight. There, It's just so interconnected. And being mindful of what you're putting in your body, whether it's food, big pharma, whatever, know that you're... Movies, music, books. Right. And and we talk about that too. That's actually... um, Next week, we're going to be starting on the harmonics aspect of Kathy's story. Yeah, I know you're excited about that. But you're right. Everything you consume from media, sound, food, whatever, and yes, even the good herb, it all is circular. It all affects you. So ultimately, it's important what you are putting into yourself. One good thing from our chat room, from Nam, from the Millennial Media Offensive, uh, Tuesdays, 5.30 Central. Um, Jordan Peterson's 13 Rules. That If you don't know how to have self-discipline, if nobody told you you had that muscle, go read that book. Go read it. And if after that you still ain't got a self-discipline muscle and you don't think that you have one, come talk to me. Because I don't think you read the book. <laughs> Exactly. Um, Jordan Peterson, I mean, I know you either love him or hate him. Uh, I know he's kind of cringy these days, but he he does have good advice. Your girl, Hempress Emily M, would have been just as fucking cringy as Jordan Peterson is had she had done what she's doing now five years ago. Sure. You can't come out and present to people while you're still healing. (laughs) It's messy. They judge you. They don't understand they lose respect for you because oh how dare you right like it's you you can't you can't let the people know you scratched and dented if you haven't already consumed yourself back together again this is very they, true. they can't see you in process because they do not respect the process because they themselves won't go through the process so jordan peterson God bless you. Keep doing the carnivore thing. Keep talking. Keep crying when you talk. I love you. I'm proud of you. You're getting people there. <laughs> because the the people can't see you in process. It's it's not doable. Do we have a clip that we could run? Are we... We have pause. I don't know. Hold on. Let's see. What else do we have in our chat room right now? 
Well, I I, I want to circle back to some of this stuff we were talking about with the 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 main players, if you will, in Kathy's mm-hmm. story and in her abuse. And I think for anyone who's been paying attention longer than five seconds, this one's really going to impact y'all. As soon as my father sold me into the project, he was flown to Boston, Massachusetts, where the Catholic faction, the Jesuit faction of, of Project Monarch was um, being run by Cardinal Law. You heard that fucking right. Cardinal Law, where do we know him from? Wait, I've got it. Try 2001. Let me take you back. The Catholic Church finally gets called on the carpet. The spotlight is shown on what's really going on under the surface of the Catholic Church and all of the Father McFeelys out there who are being shuffled around from parish to parish for having their hands in the kitty cookie jar, molesting boys and girls under the guise of, I'm a man of God. And the Catholic Church knew all about it. Not only did they know about it, Cardinal Law covered up a shit ton that went on. And when it all broke out, <clears throat> you want to know what the Vatican did with Cardinal Law? Did they fire him? Did they slap him on his wee-wee and tell him, bad Cardinal? No. They promoted this fucker. That's right. Apparently in the Catholic Church, when you do something horrendous, like abuse a child, you get promoted. Isn't that lovely? My father was trained by Cardinal Law on how to raise me in the project. This included human trafficking. It wasn't called human trafficking back then. It was just being prostituted out to all the local politicians, the policemen, all the pedophile priests that were involved in my area. Yeah, pedophile priests. What a surprise. And thank you, Hempress Emily, for putting the biography for Cardinal Law in our chat, because I think it is so important for people to read up on just what a shitty human being this guy was. I had to put in the link for Bernard Cardinal Law. Thank you. Because my retard brain heard Cardinal Law, and was just like, oh, Vatican rules. I didn't, retard brain, didn't realize that Bernard Cardinal Law was a human. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I thought this, I mean, and it is, it's part of the programming of the Vatican Catholics. There is a difference between Catholicism and Vatican Catholics. Yes. Difference. One is its own country, organization, government. The other is a religious belief. But they're constantly being they're they're constantly being, you know, confused and interwoven. And when we look at these through the lens of someone who understands that all of these places or all of these systems are in place to control the people. <laughs> Vatican Catholics, Latin Mass, Latin Latin Bibles, Catechism, Weekly Confessions, 
all of this stuff is the cult occult religion to have everyone on the same page. And if every altar boy had the same experience, that is normal. It is not bad. It is. You normal. want answers? I think I'm entitled. I'll take some answers. <laughs> Misfire, but really appropriate, I think. <clears throat> but yeah, that's, it's programming of the people generationally. It's a conditioning process, a grooming process, if one will, to have an entire swath of people across the globe working together towards the end goal since medieval times. Yes. This has been, as long as we're following the rules, the NWO has half a chance. Catholics in action, for example. CIA Catholics in action. <laughs> right. Love well, it. But that's the thing is like all of these organizations are so incestuous by design. That's because it can't work without this happening. And if a huge swath of the planet is Vatican Catholics, they're already being programmed on a weekly basis. So every thing that the governments try to do, they're more susceptible to it. They, they have the most amount of self-inflicted uh, compartmentalization. Oh yeah, the the Catholics are for sure. You you come out a mom full of guilt. Yeah, that's the indoctrination. Sorry, any Catholics out there? Not sorry. You know mm. that's it. It's unbelievable because fear and guilt are good motivators. Guilt oh, is absolutely. The of fear. Absolutely. So speaking of some more high-profile assholes. I was exposed to the governor of Michigan, George Romney, and I was taken to Mackinac Island, Michigan, to meet with him, to be prostituted to various government leaders, including Canadian Prime Minister at the time, Pierre Trudeau. Where do we know those names from, folks? Yeah. The, the douchebag list just keeps growing. And last week I said, in America, we have political dynasties and also last week we covered nafta yep that's what connects canada united states and mexico to make us all one big slum uh, well put we cater to the least common denominator ain't nobody bothered with living in slums down in uh ecuador or in mexico they're fine with their shanty cities so all it has done is slowly move north and NAFTA enables our continent to be borderless alongside these political dynasties running Canada, running states in the United States of America. And we're all here just sitting here watching it happen, gladly accepting Mitt Romney once we're disillusioned with Obama. That's that was our that was. For me, as a millennial, that was my moment of if you become disillusioned with the red, we'll give you the same thing in blue or vice versa. Oh, completely. Stuff they did with Clinton. And that was what George H.W. told us. If you become disillusioned with one, we will provide you the same of the other. 
Oh, speaking of the bushes, that leads us beautifully into this next uh, clip. Through this comprehensive understanding of mind control, scientists recognize the importance of affecting cognitive development at a young age. This set into motion the infiltration of our educational systems, controlling not only what to think, but how to think. From programs like America 2000, to No Child Left Behind, to Common Core. Yeah. And who did we hear that whole No Child Left Behind? Oh, would that be the original George W? G-W. That's right. GW. Thousand Points no of Light. The, our sweet village idiot. Oh, dear God. Do like, we have that clip? I would have to dig for it where Kathy okay. talks about W Jr. The human hunt. The human hunt, yes. I'll tell you what. Yeah. I promise so I, I will have it for you all next week when we try to do the third and possibly final segment to tell this woman's unbelievable story. Weekend. So, of course, as you've heard us rail about, when it comes to public school, the thing that they don't want, above all, no individuality, no critical thinking. The process of thinking critically has been eliminated. Standardized bubble testing has replaced analysis. Memorization has replaced inquiry and the process of learning. So they're ultimately dumbing us down. Yeah, right answer is right answer. Yeah, and this is why we have... Don't think about it. Don't come up with your own solution. Do not deviate from corporate's cleaning list. Do not deviate from corporate's to-do list. Don't get no ideas. You're a little worker bee. And that's all you'll ever be. Unless you're born on that upper tier, you're not going to reach that upper tier because they're going to keep greasing the pole and the ladder. And ultimately, I mean, this clip really speaks to what's going on right now. Conditioning the minds of individuals through repeated disinformation was the intention behind CIA's Operation Mockingbird. The suppression of information through the media had limited people from seeing that mind control exists so strongly in our world. And that's exactly it right there. The one thing that when I heard that clip and just talking about the no thinking, we tell you what to think. We tell you what the truth is. Da, da, da. 1984 all day long. That screamed to me. 1984, George Orwell. And considering that book was written in 1948, it kind of feels like he was seeing the underbelly that no one else was seeing of the MK Ultra beginnings and the experimentations from the German doctors and just he's he saw through the smoke mirror and bullshit. He does what I ask people to do and switch into your bad guy brain, play it out as long as you can, as far as you can. And here we have 1984 basically telling us the, the layout of what we're looking around seeing today. Yeah, and I mean, one, if you've not read 1984, definitely an amazing book. Go out there, uh, get it on Audible, get a physical copy. Take movie as credit. If you watch the movie, yes, you can watch the movie too. Yes, just please get get this into your brains because 
when you read this book, listen to this book, watch this movie, you will see the world through new eyes and it may terrify you. It's kind of like the movie uh, They Live where you put the glasses on and you can see who's really human and who's these whatever they were, machines or Mm -hmm. aliens or whatever. That for me, when I read 1984, that was putting on the glasses and really finally seeing the true truth of the entire... I mean, I knew there was, you know, there was shenanigans going on. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't realize just how deep it went till I read that book. And it's been a major awakening for me. And another thing that has been really nefarious is the way that they're funding all of this government disinformation this yeah the the whole just the whole shit sandwich this is how they're funding it stop them from understanding that human trafficking was the funding mechanism of the new world order stop them from seeing the cia cocaine operations that were being used the so-called drug wars is nothing more than the cia taking over the industry worldwide gary webb was trying to It looks like Siri uh, decided to interrupt you. This bitch. This fucking bitch. I hate Siri. She can burn and fuck. Because she totally just ate my fucking clip. Like, nobody told this bitch to speak. Nobody called her up and fucking said, hey, twat waffle. Oh, I'm so not happy with this bitch. This, This Siri shit gets on my last nerve apple regret so we're gonna we're gonna do that again folks stop them from understanding that human trafficking was the funding mechanism of the new world order stop them from seeing the cia cocaine operations that were being used the so-called drug wars is nothing more than the cia taking over the industry worldwide gary webb was trying to report on it and he was killed. So many on the front lines were being killed. Epstein, anyone? The damn truth wants to come out, and God forbid that you have the wherewithal to come out and say this is what's going on, or even worse, like you were talking, you know, Giselle needed to clean up her mess. You know, Jeffrey got sloppy. He got caught doing touchy-feely, grabby, whatever. And it's like, oh, you've shined a net, you know, you've shined a flashlight in the dark on what we don't want seen. Bang, bang. You you yep. go bye-bye. We're going to make it yeah, look like let- you took yourself out of the game. It You know, there is no cyanide capsule anymore. You've been made. That's it. Exactly. So there there is a silver lining in all of this. The awakening people are having in the world. Minds that they kind of activate for street street theater. Looks like a lot of that's happening. Well, it, it it's encouraging to me to know that people are onto mind control. Because when Mark and I first started speaking out in the early 90s, people had no point of reference for the information. And they certainly do now. People are onto it. When mind control messed as a virus was unleashed on the global population, 2020 to 
get this new world order put in place. It was supposed to have gone in 2016, but uh, the sheer numbers of people who were awake and aware overrode the rigged electronic algorithm in the voting machines and elected a president to represent we the people, a president that wasn't Hillary Clinton and her new world order. You know, so people are definitely onto it. They realize that 2016, 2020, they went all in with mind control masters of virus while they blatantly stole elections. And then they made foolish mistakes, like telling us to shelter at home. Well, when you break people's routine patterns, it forces their brain to fire in new ways. It opens neuron pathways. Like if, if you think about it, if you park your car in a different spot, then you have to think, where did I park my car? Instead of just, you know, mechanically going to it. And that's what they did. They needed to shut down people's thinking. They needed to shut down the neuron pathways, but they opened them by <laughs> breaking routines. And so people, people, while they were sheltering at home, they noticed their kids were being indoctrinated in the school system. They noticed that the media was lying to us, telling us that violent burning of our livelihoods in the streets was peaceful protest, you know? And people started catching on to things. So um, by the time they rolled out the next um, injection, people said no. They stopped complying with their own demise. So people are waking up. Yeah, they did. They stopped being willing participants in their own demise. They stood up. They made noise. They got tired of being fed the shit. Yeah. Fool, fool me or GW. Yeah, fool, fool me fool once. once. Shame on you. Fool, fool me, me twice. twice. Can't go yeah, fool again. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and that, that's he really, how I felt about it. Like, You know, I, again, the, the clip that we're going to bring in next week on her talking about W and the human hunting, it all makes sense now why he ended up where he ended up as the, yeah. you know, howdy doody of America for, what, eight fucking years? Yes, ma'am. This, this man was not, this man waved at Stevie fucking Wonder. Come on. Well, we got Biden waving at ghosts, so. We got I Biden mean, and... shitting his pants, not knowing where the fuck he is. The man can't get through a cognitive. He's worse than phone boy with trying to get through a cognitive sentence. At least phone boy makes when fucking sense and is relevant. Old, when you're that old and you have been manipulated and controlled and co-opted for that long, that's how you end up. Your brain breaks just enough like it breaks but it stays working just enough to keep the meat sack going yeah like this is biden is the epitome of what happens if you don't heal you get co-opted by bad guys you're forced to do bad things whether you want to or not you begin to believe that you're not doing anything wrong and then your brain turns on you let you start forgetting stuff, gives you dementia, gives you Alzheimer's because you've spent your entire life compartmentalized. You enjoy it, so let's just embrace it. Why would, why would we fight this? Hello, Alzheimer's and dementia. And then, because you already have been exploited by people to the point of your brain breaking, they just use you until you die. So if that's and, what you want, that's fine. I, who am I to tell you better? Well, you know, and it's interesting because uh, I, I can't remember if it was one of the clips we did last week, but there was somewhere, and 
It, it actually, I might be pulling a spoiler alert on this one, maybe in the documentary that I'm clipping out uh, to hopefully finish up next week. Uh, Trump actually signed something like nine pieces of legislation that really fucked up the ability for these people to run their trafficking. He was the fucking uh, monkey wrench in the system. So it doesn't surprise yes. me that they are attempting as hard as they are to prevent him from being able to run in 2024 because he's already interrupted their cash cow and they've had to find new and nefarious ways to traffic these children and keep the MK Ultra mind control going. Why would we want to put him, why would we want to allow him to be put back into power? He's going to completely unravel the entire system on us. We can't have that orange man bad. I mean, yep. look and past the narrative. The predator pack, if you're not part of the predator pack, and if you're not cool being on the outskirts of our predator pack, get the fuck out my swamp. Exactly. He's so, been and he's been talking about draining the, the fucking swamp when he was in office. And you know, I never yeah. really understood what that meant till we started diving into this and I was like, "Holy shit. I understand this on such a deep well, level now." And especially we have a very bad trafficking problem in the south, especially and see, like living so where I, I live, always... it is absolutely nothing. Okay? Especially no matter where you are, okay, in this state you are probably easily, you could be in another state within 30 minutes to an hour, maybe less. And how uh -huh. close we are to ultimately Mexico, how close yeah, yeah. we are to Canada, either way you go from Tennessee, okay, you're going to be able yeah. to get your captives the fuck out of Dodge before they get a hold of you or maybe even before they know that you're a fucking problem. So I, I absolutely, I, um, do you have any uh, closing thoughts for this episode on our subject for today? Um, I mean, I know we're going to be not, doing a part three next week. Yeah. The one thing is if you, if you're not the one making your list of choices to choose from, then somebody's making the choice for you. Yeah, if, if you're not pulling the strings, someone else is. Yeah, be present in your own life, so much so that anybody else's presence can be noticed and it can be dealt with. Whether it's you start uh, identifying a little too much with the crazy podcaster and start adopting their views as yours, pause, figure out why, and adjust accordingly. We, we're all in the shit tornado together, right? Like we just, we got to reach out and grab each other and start getting the human chain of healing going. We can do it. I have faith in us. <laughs> and that is exactly one of the reasons why we do this show is because what we're bringing at you first thing Monday morning to start your week, other than a big old cup of information and a hard draw of reality in the form of some coffee and chronic, but we are, we are hoping to be part of that positive movement, be the change you want to see. We are up early on a Monday morning to look at each other on a FaceTime call, spit into microphones and give you the most important 
information that we can. We have researched, we have worked, we've done every bit of what needs to be done to make it successful for you all to be informed and entertained at the same time. And again, if you are enjoying what you're hearing... It's the Rooster Booster. Pour a cup and roll up. Let's do it. That's right. You can give us back some of that value. Splash the walls with Satoshis like um, C. Brooklyn did this morning with 10,000 Satoshis. So we thank you for that. You can troll along as we have numerous people, including Sir Bemrose and Tiny House, all up in this thing. See Brooklyn stopping by, Nam weighing in. You want to join it. Got the hot rom life here. That's right. That's right. So just come into the chat, lotuseffect.chat, and join the conversation with us. Splash the walls, send some fiat fun coupons, no matter what you do. Return some value back to us for that which we are giving you. We are giving a piece of our lives. We are giving a piece of our time to make your Monday morning informative and entertaining. And uh, with that, we're going to invite you all to... um Go out there and get that money, money, money. Don't give it to the government. They've got more than plenty. We we love you all. Monday morning, you could adjust your withholdings. That's right. Go to your HR person, ask for a W-4, change your withholdings, and save some money. And I will remind you the first week of January to turn them back on. That's right. Don't give the government more than they need. And for God's sake, don't steal. The government hates competition. So get out there, get that money, 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 and we will be back with you live Monday morning, 7 a.m. Central, for another cup of coffee and some chronic information and i have been phoenix and i've been hempress and liam and we appreciate all of you connoisseurs and look forward to seeing y'all back here monday morning bye love y'all drink water